Live from the DeHuff Studios, it's Scott DeHuff and the DeHuff Uncensored Podcast. Oh, that was weird. Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for popping on right now. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. Also, I'm on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search DeHuff Uncensored. And then again, go ahead and click on that subscribe button. A lot to get to today. We have a lot of interaction from you guys. Can't wait to get to those. But I do want to catch you up. I told you some big stuff was happening. It's two things. Two things. One, I moved to the basement. No longer shall I broadcast my podcast from my living room of my house. <laughs> no more. No more will you see random uh, plants in the background. You'll see my door behind me thinking if you're watching on video, is it going to open? Who's coming through that door? Who's coming through that door? Nobody. Nobody. And if somebody does, you're not going to know because I'm down here in the basement. It was nice. I moved it last night. If you're on YouTube, you can see that I have a cool painting of Chris Farley living in a van down by the river. And I think that I love that painting my wife got me that a few years it's been hanging out in the garage and i decided i was like i now that i kind of have this little nook to myself heck yeah i'm gonna put that behind me so if you tune into youtube and search to huff uncensored you're gonna see that painting behind me so it's pretty cool and, and chris farley one of the greatest of all time uh it's funny because somebody suggested one of the the guys I used to work with over at Bonneville, Denver, one of the engineers, Gary Nakashima, and I were talking yesterday as I'm putting everything together here in, in the DeHuff studio. And and he's just like, oh, now you need to get some shag carpeting on the walls. I'm like, nah, not gonna. it's a good idea. But I don't think I'll get approval from my wife on that one. Although, that would be cool. I do need some more stuff behind me now. I do have that that... Chris Farley picture. I'm sure I could move that around and get a few more things here and there behind me. And that would be kind of a cool thing. I don't know what though. I don't know. Like my son wanted, oh, he had, my son gave me some cars. He gave me, he loves Lamborghinis. And he gave me some Lamborghini that uh, he wanted in the video. I'm not going to put it in there. Although I did just show, show it on YouTube. But, uh, I, I, I want to kind of spice up this little area for myself eventually. And it'll be a work in progress, but it's fun and, and it's very comfortable now. I don't have to break down the equipment after every single episode. So that's good. So less wear and tear on the equipment. And that makes me happy. But anyway, uh, it's it's good to be down here. It's fun. With the other big news that is going to happen is this is going to be the, my most successful month of the podcast. And what's crazy is in April, I'll be, it'll be my one year anniversary of doing the Huff Uncensored. And I'm very excited about that because I've told you guys before, a year ago today, I had no idea that this is what I was going to be doing. No idea. You know, it just, I've told you before, it just kind of essentially came out of the blue. So it is what it is and we're running with it and it's going well. And I'm so excited but yeah, so this month, March, is going to end up being my most successful month. And I, I credit that to you guys. And I truly appreciate every single one of you that tunes in. Uh, the people that interact are able to interact with me on social media. You guys are awesome. 
And and I know there's a lot of you that you're you're busy. And the great thing about podcasts is sometimes you you'll I'll run into you and you're like, oh man, I, I'm so far behind. I've 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 been just so busy lately. I'm just gonna have to you know do some power listening. I'm like, oh that's awesome. I'll hear from you guys saying I just cranked out the last ten episodes. It's amazing. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. So I truly truly appreciate each and every one of you. Now, speaking of that, the reason why this podcast is moving upwards is because of you, and a lot of you are able to interact with me, and I love it, and yesterday I put out on social media that I wanted you guys to send me some random thoughts and possible things to talk about, so we're going to dive into the mailbag. Let's do it. Mailbag. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know what the ding, ding is. (laughs) I didn't think about... The shitty open. I forgot. I keep, for, I need to spend some time. I'm not going to do it. Uh, and, and come up with a mailbag open because you guys do send me a lot of stuff. And again, if you if you have time, send me an email to huffoncensored at gmail.com. Any random topic, any crazy stories you want to share, please send them to me. And if you want to stay anonymous, a lot of people do, and that's okay go ahead and just tell me in in the email and I'll make sure I don't use your name and that's okay. Or you could just come up with a fake name and that would be kind of funny. (laughs) So we'll see. Go ahead again to huffuncensored at gmail.com and we can use those in a future episode. Hey, that's fine. You might be the star of the next episode. I don't know. You'll win nothing. Maybe I'll send you a sticker. (laughs) I do have some of those. Anyway, uh, let's dive into the mailbag. This one comes in from Chris DeHuff. How often do you say things on the pod that upset or embarrass your family? Quite often, Chris. Quite often. I've shared that story with you before where I, I found out that somebody in the family was upset the fact that they thought it was disgusting, I believe was the word that they used, to describe how, the, how I speak and the fact that I use curse words. So that fucking pissed him off. So that guy, you know, he's not on the Christmas card list. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Don't believe in it. Don't believe it. Send a dick holes, uh, you know, Christmas cards. Save on the paper. I'm saving trees. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, people get embarrassed. That's fine. Sometimes my mom will listen and she'll be like, oh, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> you raised me. <laughs> That's your fault. My wife was listening to something yesterday that I did. It was in regards to that the gay dog story and how somebody abandoned the dog because they felt that it was it was potentially gay because it it humped another male dog. Anyway, so she was listening to that and she's she was laughing. She's like, "You are so stupid." And I mean, I think sometimes she gets embarrassed, and I don't blame her, and that's fine. It is what it is. In and I'm like, I always say, I'm just having conversations. And sometimes when you're having conversations with your friends, like I am with you, like, you know, some, we say some weird stuff sometimes. I might end up retracting it like a day later, but that's fine. That's kind of what we all do anyway. Just because I say something one day doesn't mean I can't change my mind the next day. So anyway, yeah, there you go, Chris. Yeah, I'm sure. I, hey, all, not all my family talks to me. Maybe that's why. <gasps> oh, my God. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Andrew wrote, was the Will Smith slap on Chris Rock planned? Great question, Andrew, because 
when it first happened, I kind of thought that. I was just like, geez, is this just some kind of joke, some publicity stunt? But then the more you think about it, this situation's only benefiting one person, and that's Chris Rock. His sales for his, his comedy tour are through the roof. And that's great. Great for Chris Rock. I, I guess great for Chris Rock. But I don't, I don't think it is because you look at the other side of it and Will Smith. Will Smith is painting himself as a big-time asshole. Now, while I do appreciate the fact that he was defending his wife, I do appreciate that. But the fact that he acted physically in, re- in retaliation was the big, big, big fuck-up. Okay? You can't do that shit. That's an idiot. That's an idiot for you. Uh, I do. Last time I saw, I guess the police were over at Will Smith's house. And listen, honestly, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we already have spent a lot of time on this. But Will Smith needs to suffer major consequences for this because if he doesn't, you're, what it's going to do is encourage dipshits to jump up on stage when they don't agree with what a comedian says or any sort of speaker says and feel like it's, it's justified to go attack them. So they need to, I don't, listen, I can't imagine it's going to be uh, like a horrible, like he's going to go to jail or anything like that. But he does need to suffer some sort of consequences. And whether that's the Academy, like taking away his Oscar, is it the Screen Actors Guild removing his, um, whatever, his ability to be in any sort of movies for like a year? I don't know. I don't know what it would be. But he did embarrass himself, and he sh- he didn't handle it properly. But again, he was defending his wife, and I, like I said the other day, I don't agree with making fun of somebody's medical condition, even though a lot of people do it all, all the time um, for other medical conditions. Chris Rock shouldn't have done that, but last I heard as well, Chris Rock didn't actually know she had that disease, alopecia. So if that is true... Geez, man, how bad does Chris Rock feel if that's the case? I didn't realize she had that until this happened. So it, it's a it's a messy situation. It, I it's not planned. It's a bad. If it was planned, is it it backfired big time? It did. The big thing that worries me is just dipshits at comedy clubs because com- comedians uh, they they make fun of everybody. And that's what comedy is supposed to be. It's just like making fun of the things that hurt in order for you to feel good a little bit. At least laugh at your pain every now and then. But people don't always see things that way. So, yeah, I I don't. Andrew, good question. I would be very surprised if if we found out this was planned. I would. I would. But, you you, dude, you never know. This day and age and how stupid a lot of people are you never know you never know there's a lot of dumb people out there there are kevin writes in is there any team in professional sports that is as consistently pathetic as the detroit lions by the way he wrote btw he's very hip very hip i do realize there may not be enough time in the day to fully explore this topic asking for a friend I'm guessing Kevin is a huge Detroit Lions fan (laughs) because nobody cares about the Lions unless you live in Detroit. Boy, man, what a shit team. And it sucks. I I shouldn't say shit team. It's just, I guess they're just there. 
they're there. They're nothing special. And they're nothing like really terrible. They're just there. Like, oh, it's it's like Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Oh, Johnny, I forgot you were there. You may go now. Right? You if you if that's a great movie. Great movie. I'm not a huge Western fan, but I love Tombstone. Anyway, so that's kind of the thing with the Lions. You forget that they're there. And how shitty do they feel as an organization and a fan base when they see their former quarterback, Matthew Stafford, leave to the L.A. Rams and then his first season with the Rams go all the way to the Super Bowl and win. Oh, my God. What a kick to the nuts that is. Horrible. Oh, my God. And everybody kind of knew that Matthew Stafford was, you know, pretty good. And then, you know what? Yeah, he was good. Because as soon as he left there, he had a great team surrounding him. And then they went all the way. So good for them. I do know that the current owner, Sheila Ford Hamp, is it, is doing what she can. I know for the past several years since she's taken over, she's been trying to put a lot of leadership pieces in place. I know that's easier said than done. Any of you out there that are in a leadership position, maybe you're an owner of a company, you know how hard it is to get the right pieces around you. It is. Sometimes people interview well, and then you get them, you know, in the job, and then they're just complete shit. So I get it. It's really hard. But the thing is, is eventually patients wear thin. She, I want to say she's been in the ownership role for since 2000, something like that. So she's had a couple of years. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the Detroit Lions start putting things together and start doing well. Listen, I was a huge Barry Sanders fan growing up. I loved it. He was just amazing. I used to go out on the field and try to do the moves that he did. Oh, it was great. And and I just wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Anybody that ever remember playing football with me back in the day knew that I tried to be like Barry Sanders, but I couldn't. I just wasn't. It's funny, funny story. I'm covering the Super Bowl in New Orleans, and I, I think it was New Orleans, and Barry Sanders comes down and sits down with us to do an interview. And I'm talking to him. I was like, hey, B- Barry, huge fan. Been a huge fan of yours since I was a kid. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. And he shakes my hand. I was like, dude, when I was a kid, I tried to be like you so much. Like, it was crazy. And he looks at me, and he's just like, but you're white. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. It's true. I am. But it was just kind of funny. He's a good guy, good dude, and I loved watching him. But anyway, so it sucks for the Detroit Lion fans who've had great players like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford and, you know, and they haven't done shit with them. So hopefully Sheila Ford Hamp ends up turning things around. I, I don't see things going well for the Detroit Lions have, if they have Jared Goff at the helm at, at quarterback. I don't see that ending well for the Lions this season. And it, It'll be interesting to see if they get a a quarterback in the draft. I mean, if they do, that kind of tells you that that they might be thinking that they're going to move on. And that would be good. I I don't see Jared Goff being the guy that leads the Detroit Lions to the promised land. He's not going to get them to the NFC Championship game. 
He's sure as shit not getting them to the Super Bowl. Brad Holmes is the Lions GM, and he said Jared played good football for us late in the year. So we have a lot of optimism about Jared going forward. We have a quarterback. If you're asking why we did not kind of hop onto that free agent quarterback market, we're happy with where Jared's at right now. We're looking forward for it, for him to have a productive year for us. I mean, it sounds like they're sticking with Jared Goff, and that's got to suck if you're a Detroit Lions fan. I mean, could you put that scenario in any any company? Whoever your boss is, and he just is just like, eh, doesn't get a lot of production out of his employees, and he just kind of sucks. And then you hear from the higher-ups that they're like, we're going to stick with him. You're like, fuck, man. Can we get a better boss in here, a better leader? No, no. We're going to stick with Jared Goff. If you're the Jared Goff of your company, you might want to start doing better. Okay? Just do better. Don't be the Jared Goff of your company. Anyway, thanks, Kevin, for sending that one in. Maybe the biggest dick move in all of music history? Possibly. But first, everybody knows Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. They're just amazing. Everybody knows Total Beverage has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. They also deliver. They also have curbside pickup available. And they also do online wine education classes. So stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Or you can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Again, that's totalbev.com total beverage everything you need and more this is chris fusley owner of the blake street tavern okay i admit it before the minute mckinnon moved to town i didn't know a hockey puck from a hamburger you've never had my wife's cooking eh now now i know the plus minus of everybody on the team and i've checked out all their girlfriends on the internet Shh. what's that Shh. okay uh, tmi nay on the whole intro web thingy but you get the point we love hockey at the blake street tavern stop by the corner of park and blake and watch the men of mac with game sound throughout our 18,000 square feet it's a blake street tavern where denver watches sports all right this one comes in from trent and it, it's oh I, I'm t- I'm kind of torn on this. The more I think about it, I it I'm split. I'm split down the middle. Anyway, so Trent says, why are so many people mad at Eric Church for canceling his concert to watch his favorite team? He called out of work like we all do. Get over it. Trent is referring to Eric Church, the country musician, and he canceled a concert. He didn't postpone it. As of right now, it's canceled so he could watch his favorite team. This is the statement from Eric Church. As a lifelong Carolina basketball fan, I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the years, but to have them match up for the first time in the history of the NCAA tournament is any sports enthusiast's dream. So he's canceling a concert so he can go watch his favorite team with his family. While I kind of appreciate the fact that it's just like that's a lot of us would do that. Be like, I'm calling out sick and, uh, you know, and then you then you go to your favorite game or whatever. I get that. I respect that as a human being. I get that. But then you start thinking like there's a lot of people that planned on going to that concert. They've made a lot of arrangements, whether it's lining up babysitters or, or whatever, or making it a special night with 
your significant other and, and doing all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it gets canceled. Well, that's some shit, man. That, that, that's, that's annoying as fuck. Cause listen, I had, I had tickets to go see Kings of Leon in at Red Rocks and they had to cancel the concert because the lead singer had to go to rehab. And that annoyed me, but I got it. I mean, that's a good excuse. He wanted to get healthy and, and correct his life. And I can't argue with that. If he would have canceled the concert so he could go watch a game, that would kind of piss me off. Like, come on, man. Really? That's not a good... To me, in that situation, your job is an entertainer. Entertainers, we've talked about this before, you're, you're technically on 24-7. And... While I appreciate this from a, a human aspect of like, listen, sometimes you just have to have personal time and that's what he's doing, but it is annoying. And also you got to think about too, there's all those people that work at the venue that aren't going to get paid now. And a lot of those people that might, that might not be their part, their full-time job. That's like their part-time job. And so now they got to find work somewhere else to make up that money that they just lost. So, I'm torn on this. I get it. He's a human being, and human beings need to have some, what is that, self-care, right? And that's kind of what this is. Like he said, he's a lifelong Carolina basketball fan. But you're telling me that you need to go to the game? You're telling me you can't just record it? I mean, if, if this is... Why the fuck do you schedule concerts during March Madness then, Eric? Come on. It's kind of a dick move. I get it. Kind of a dick move. Right? Don't schedule concerts during March Madness next time. FYI, moving forward, if you're a fan, don't schedule concerts around those big-time possibilities. I, I think it's a dick move. Will he lose fans over it? No. No, I can't imagine anybody staying too mad at him for so long. I can't. I can't. It's not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. It's not like he slapped somebody <laughs> for saying something. He didn't Will Smith anybody. So I think at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. His fan base isn't going to dwindle because of this. Everything I've read online, most people actually are supporting him, saying, hey, that's his team. I get it. I don't get it, but then I do get it. So I don't know. You let me know your thoughts to huff at gmail.com. And as of right now, again, like I said, uh, I haven't seen anything saying that he's going to reschedule it. So it's a flat out cancel. I imagine that's going to change. I imagine that's going to change just so he can be good about it. Be like, listen, I canceled for the game. Sorry, you'll get refunds or whatever, but we're going to reschedule in a couple months. Something like that. I could see that happening. Anyway, Maria wrote in, any ghostly happenings in your house as of late? I remember when you had that weird growl in your kitchen. I was looking for that growl. I can't, I have it somewhere, but uh, I'm not going to pull it up because that's just too much work. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, something weird happened yesterday too. And now my daughter's kind of sick right now. She has a fever. So I don't know if it has to do with that. Or if it was a legit ghost thing, I'll tell you what happened. So she has this little stuffed animal, and, and she gave it to our cat, our cat named Gary. Yeah, that's his name, Gary. And she gave it to Gary, 
to play with. It's a cat, and the cat doesn't give a shit about the stuffed animal, but I thought it was a sweet gesture, and she, we're just like, yeah, go ahead, give it to Gary. So she, Gary had it in his area that he likes to hang out in. She goes in there yesterday. Again, she had a fever at the time, and she goes, and she's petting Gary. The stuffed animal is allegedly right next to Gary or near Gary. And she turns around to do something else and check for probably trying to give him catnip. <laughs> she always is like, she's like his, oh, she's a bad influence. Always, always hopping him up on the nip. Anyway, so she, uh, she turns around, does something. And then she said she turned around and it wasn't there. And then she looked for it. She left the room because it kind of freaked her out. And she said it was ended up being on her bed. So she's telling me this of what happened. And she's looking at me. Her eyes are filling with tears. And she's just like, I don't know what happened. And because we don't, I tell her that ghosts aren't real. That's what I say. I'm like, I don't, there's no evidence of them officially. There's no scientific evidence that ghosts are real. So she's just like, do you, do you think it was a ghost? I was like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe it was just there the whole time and you thought you saw it there. But then like deep down, I'm like, well, that's fucking kind of creepy. But then she has a fever. So maybe she just had like a fever kind of just memory of it wasn't actually there next to Gary. It was probably in her room the whole time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then the other, to add on to that, she was like, uh, I'm putting her to bed and I'm laying next to her looking for a book to read. And we had some books on the side of her bed and she's like, go get, find me that uh, monster at the end of the book with Elmo. And I'm like, okay, let me, uh, cause it has Grover and Elmo in it. And I go to look for it where I had put it the other day and it wasn't there. And I'm looking around, I'm like kind of lean over the bed looking. I was like, I, I don't know where it's at. It's like, look in your bookshelf. And then she's looking over, she's like, it's not there. And I said, well, I don't know where it's at. And then she goes and looks right down, right next to me where I had just looked. And there it was right there. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. And then she, you should have seen her eyes. They get all big. She's like, first the stuffed animal with Gary. Now the Elmo book. There's a ghost in the house, dad. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's fine. It's sweet dreams. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So she fell asleep with the covers over her head. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. Uh, let's put a bow on this one. Thank you guys all for chiming in. Do have some uh, messages coming in. Let's see if there's any last second. Uh, no, that's just people responding to me uh I posted on something on a KYGO website saying that I'd be pissed if I was uh, planning on going to the Eric Church concert. So I think there's a few people out there that agree with me. Okay. And by the way, real quick, in, and I'm kind of skipping around, in regards to Eric Church, at least he's being honest. At least he's being honest. How many people, whether it's a celebrity or not, they say one thing and they mean another. They're, oh, I'm, I can't, I can't go to the party tonight. They're like, I feel sick. And then you find out that they're doing something else. So it's fine. Again, at least he's being honest. So I do appreciate that. How often do you say things that upset you on the uh, uh, podcast that embarrass people? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And uh, 
don't you worry. I'll continue to embarrass everybody. Thank you guys so much. I uh, moved into the basement, so this is fun. I kind of fucked up to how I'm, I'm wrapping this up, but it's fine. Uh, it, it's exciting to be down here in the basement. I could say, fuck. Yeah, see? Nothing's happening. <laughs> fuck you. Nothing's happening. It's great. Detroit Lion fans, I'm sorry. Sorry. Not your year. Again. <laughs> Ooh, I'm nervous about the Broncos, by the way. Because they have Russell Wilson. To me, there's no excuse. There's This is a no excuse. If Back when I worked at the fan, we would always do training camp themed t-shirts. This is what the theme should be. No excuses. That's it. There's no excuses. That's the theme for the Broncos because they have they have a great offense. They have, especially with uh, Russell Wilson as their quarterback, there's no fucking excuses for the Broncos this year. They should make the playoffs and get to the AFC championship game. They should, or at least get right up to it. No excuses for the Broncos this season. You got a high-powered offense. You got a legit defense. You got a great coach. No excuses. Put your money on the Broncos this season. If they don't make some noise in the playoffs, I'll be freaking shocked. Shocked. No excuses, Broncos. Make that a t-shirt presented by the Huff Uncensored Podcast. Listen, laugh, love. <laughs> My wife has one of those on the wall as, I, as I'm reading this. Yeah, so it sucks to be a Detroit Lion fan. Eric Church, oh, God. At least he's honest, I guess. At least he's honest. Still kind of a dick move. Still kind of a dick move. And uh, as you go to bed tonight with your children, just let them know. Did the ghosts? Yeah, they're probably there, but you know, it's fine. Should be fine. <laughs> Should hopefully. Fingers crossed, honey. Good night. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this. And then if you're able, please go ahead and share it with a friend. Also, one thing that like a lot of people I've been talking to, they're like, oh, I didn't know you could do that is we're going into the summertime. Everybody's taking vacations at different times now. And, you know, summer's right around the corner, I should say. But you can do whatever podcast uh, app you like to listen to, whether it's Spotify, Google, or, you know, there's that Audible. There's a whole bunch of different ones, uh, Apple, all that stuff. You can do the auto download. So that way, no matter where you are, whether you're on a plane or whatnot, as soon as a new episode drops from DeHuff Uncensored, it will automatically download. It takes up like hardly any space, which is fantastic. And, and then wherever you're at, you can be like, oh, I can listen. Or maybe you just have crap signal wherever you're at. So then you could download it and then you're, it li- you can listen anytime you want. So it's pretty cool. So the, just go into your settings on whatever app you use and then do that. And it's super simple. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks so much to Blake Street Tavern. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Uh, amazing place. You're, you're, my son was just like, we went to a restaurant. Where did we? I don't remember where we, were, where we were, but he's like, this is okay. I mean, it's not like the Blake Street Tavern, though, which is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he said, he said that to the waitress. And I'm like, ah, it's my son. <laughs>
Anyway, so yeah, go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Also, Total Beverage. Get ready for the summertime and load up with Total Beverage. Go to TotalBev.com. They got what you need. It's the Huff on Sensor. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.